Welcome to the Sophrenic Collective Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Amanda. And this is the place where we explore the endless possibilities of our divinity through the experience of our humanity. Join us as we laugh, cry, and show our human side while we practice the embodiment of our divine potential. Hey, everyone. We're back. We're back. Okay, so today, the topic, we have had a lot of people sit, tell us, oh, you know what? I just like, wish I had a friendship like you and Amanda. Or and just to specify, let's say a lot of people, not, we've had maybe like three, maybe four within the last maybe two weeks. Yeah, so I was like, I've had more people than that like, oh, have other you? times. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah. I don't always mention it. <laughs> um, I would say, at least for me, like, personally, like 10 plus people have said that to me. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I did not realize. Yeah, I know. I um, guess I don't tell you everything. <laughs> oh, hey. Well, there's well, there's um, tip number one. Don't, don't say everything. <laughs> well, I don't know if that was true. <laughs> Anyways, we had people, whatever number they are, that have said things like, oh, man, I wish I had a friendship like you and Amanda, or I wish that I had someone that I hung out with as much as you and Amanda, or different things like that. So we kind of wanted to talk about... Maybe, like, female friendships today? Yeah. Well, and I get that, like, um, the way that it's popped in for me, like, the phrases that they use is, oh, my gosh, you're so lucky that you have a friend like Michelle, that you guys have a friendship like that. Guys, I bet she didn't always... I bet she she didn't... Let me give you a little tip and an insider. She didn't always feel that way. No, but, like, um, I get it in the form of, like, oh, you're just lucky. Oh, yeah. Right? It's just, like, like you found the right person. You found the right person or... You know, whatever it is, as though it all just was like happenstance and luck and like butterflies and rainbows yeah, through the whole thing. Sure. So I'm just going to be, uh, I don't know if I'm the first one to say it because Michelle just mentioned that, hey, she might not have always felt lucky. That's true. Well, and I think that's one of the biggest things too is like, you guys, there is a lot about our friendship with, uh, my friendship with Amanda that is amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. Absolutely have loved it. It has been like super soul fulfilling because she's someone who's like, parallel journey with me like I love creating with her and we do spend a lot of time together but let's be honest it has been it wasn't it's not like oh I just happened to find like the right person mm-hmm. I mean yes I think that that there does come like an aspect of like yeah you're not going to just be able to create a friendship with anybody or a relationship with just anybody well there there are some people that you I mean you could you I think a lot of people experience it where they can like sit in the room with somebody and you connect and it's like yeah easy oh yeah right? for like sure. that sometimes that first initial connection is easy mm-hmm. versus you know th- sometimes it's not always easy but oh God, so easy. we did have that mm-hmm. but I've had that with lots of people yeah oh for sure oh yeah a mean amount of connecting is not like oh my gosh there's just you know yes on some facts it is easier than others for sure and it is not just the whole thing like it just happened mm-hmm. I think we need to get into like maybe a little bit of the nuts and bolts of what our friendship has actually looked like yeah I'm down for that because, I mean, I mean, we've talked about this before. The very first podcast, if you've been listening to these, we talked about how the fact that the first 11 years, Amanda, we even knew of each other. The, the, the other one even existed. Because we can't even call it a relationship. Like, yeah, we just didn't. We just avoided each other and didn't like each other. Yeah. It's like we weren't even friends. And then 
it's not like, oh, all of a sudden when we realized that we were connected and we had similar interests, we all of a sudden just were just best friends and it just went from there. Yeah, we connected pretty fast, but you guys, there's mm-hmm. been a part, even in the last four years, where we took a good chunk of space apart. Yes, we did. Which has been like interesting. Wait, what? I'm like, yeah, there's, what was it? Like, we thought about like a good eight months. We mm-hmm. weren't really friends. And to say that we weren't really friends, we didn't, it wasn't like there was a blow up that happened, Mm -mm. right? Like we didn't create a drama around it, which I'm super grateful for. Yeah, that part was really nice. Um, But there was just like, you could naturally feel that Michelle and I were kind of growing apart a little Mm -hmm. bit. And so Mm -hmm. we, instead of like making each other wrong for it, it was like, yep, you go like totally blessing you on your journey. And Michelle was like blessing me on my journey. We Mm -hmm. just kind of let each other go and didn't really connect a bunch for about eight months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that was basically what we're saying is it takes a lot, like being in any type of relationship, especially one if you want to have a deep one, if you want to have a soul connecting one, if you want to have one where it's not just a superficial, I see you every once in a while, we just, you know, talk about superficial things, like it's going to take work. Mm-hmm. Me and Amanda getting to the point that we've been able to get to and having the solidness in our relationship definitely came from the fact that we've had to lean into issues multiple times. We've had to have uncomfortable conversations. We've had to each decide we're going to keep showing up even when we didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And when the other person hurt our feelings, Mm -hmm. we got to learn to be like, okay, like what, like we got to reevaluate how we were going to interact with each other. And we also had, I mean, we had to go through a period of time where I think getting out of codependency. Well, I think that was the biggest thing that we, so when our paths just kind of naturally gave space to each other, right? We still parallel journeyed while we were on, you know, with more space. But in that space, I think what we were invited to let go of the most was codependency. For sure. Absolutely. Well, I think that's one of the things to really look at. A lot of times relationships that don't end up working are, is that one person is almost depending, having, who like, if it's an intimate relationship, if it's a friendship, if it's just like, you know, a familiar relationship, whatever it's looking like, a lot of times we have expectations that the other person has to show up in a certain Mm -hmm. way to make sure that you're okay. Well, and I think also you find that specifically in female relationships. Mm -hmm. So in quote unquote, like sisterhood. Yeah. Right. So I recognize that I had a faulty belief system or programming around what sisterhood should look like. Oh my gosh. Right. So so my first, you know, belief around that was there was a lot of should, there was a lot of have to, there was a lot of if, entitlement. If they're, there if was they're not lot. doing good, it's my responsibility to make sure that I'm like, are you okay? How do I like, like drop everything and right. making sure that I'm there to support them? Right, because that's what sisterhood is, is mm-hmm. like showing up for each other even when it was actually a no to do so. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then if you didn't, what did that mean? You weren't a good sister, you weren't a good friend. Right, and right. And now possible him and cut you out of my life. <laughs> right. Well, and, and transparently speaking, I did experience some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I experienced it in high school, mm-hmm. right? Like I had super, you know, interesting, listen, we all can look back at high school and be like, man, if I only knew what I knew now. Right. Oh man. But like through high, even through, um, some of my, you know, twenties, but it wasn't until I hit my thirties that I was like really starting to, um, have this desire to be like, okay, what is sisterhood really? Mm -hmm. I want to experience sisterhood in a new, in a new way. And so I called in an experience for myself and, and some of it, I didn't even realize here. I was thinking we were being like 
all sourcing our own well-being. And when really, I was just like, whoa, when I look back, I'm like, I was really intermeshed and codependent. And I don't think that that this conversation particularly gets brought up much, mm-hmm. particularly in the realm of like female friendships. Yeah. Um, and the level of codependency, it was almost like I had just taken my codependency that I had experienced in like romantic relationship with my, you know, with my first husband or whatever, and then just like slapped it on. <laughs> I didn't, didn't quite I, get the lesson there. So let's go again. <laughs> right, so let's just go oh, again. Oh man, I've done let's that just, so many times. Let's just go again in a different, different iteration. Mm-hmm. And, and so I kind of slapped it on there and there was like when I look back, I, it was this feeling of, I always had to have my switch flipped on, meaning that I always needed to be showing up. I like, I needed to show up in a certain way in order to be accepted into this sisterhood or this friendship. Girl, you always like took the high road to want to make people feel good. I'm like, I'm going to be an avoidant. I'll just be like, I'm going to get kind of close, but nah, that sounds like too much responsibility. <laughs> and, you know, and there came a time where it kind of all fizzled mm-hmm. um, because I couldn't keep up playing that hero role anymore. Yeah. And I remember I had, um, you know, a friend talk to me and she, she was really hurt. Like she was really upset and she was really hurt because she was going through like a really intense phase. I was going through a really intense phase. Do you think my mind was trying to think of who that was? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and when she like came to me and like through this like really angry phase of like, I needed my sisters and my sisters didn't show up. And it was like in this moment when I realized whoa, I've been doing friendship and sisterhood from a very, like, I space. Yep. And I recognized how I was showing up in friendship, not even realizing how I was subconsciously manipulating the situation to get my needs met. Yeah. By other people. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, oh, we were all doing that. Well, I think that's one of the biggest things, too. It's like, I mean... I guess we're going to have to speak a little boldly on this podcast. I think sometimes when people start on a healing journey, if they come into the conscious world, a lot of times, guys, here, here's, the, here's the deal. If you're wanting to heal yourself, if you're wanting to step into like a new place where you're wanting to experience life differently, you guys, a lot of it is not shiny. It's not fun. But sometimes mm-hmm. we want to find what's the next thing? What's the next biggest, brightest thing that I'm going to do to be able to like feel better? But it's not actually going in and addressing the work. So it's like, oh, you guys, connection with other people feels amazing. Yeah. And, but sometimes we have like this conscious language to justify bad behavior. Because mm-hmm. here's it comes down to the bottom of the day. If you want to have good relationships, you 100% have to take responsibility for yourself and your own feelings. Yes. It is nobody else's responsibility to show up, to make sure that they're supporting you in just the right way, to make sure that you're not feeling the pain of whatever's happening. Because that is your own responsibility. And when you start to throw that onto someone else, it's like, well, my sister should have sh- shown up and supported me. It's like, hey, babe. What is it going on that you weren't able to be there for yourself? Mm-hmm. What is it that you couldn't feel that right. was too much that you couldn't move through it? And don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating. That's right. Go off. Do it on your... You don't need anybody. Yeah, not advocating like being a lone wolf. No. But also really being able to be with like 
I'm so what I've come to find out is, hey, listen, Michelle, I'm not entitled to your time. Nope. I'm not entitled to your energy. Mm-hmm. I'm not entitled to your advice. I'm not entitled to your love. Like there's not any part of me that is entitled to any part of you. Mm-hmm. And when we come from that place, whether consciously or subconsciously, we are putting so much pressure on the people around us. Oh my gosh. And quite honestly, we're putting a pressure on and we're setting um, in motion an experience where that person is not going to be able to meet whatever standard we've just set for them. Mm-hmm. And so I recognize, I, and I think that was Michelle and I kind of started to land in that place actually during the time that we took some space from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was part of the unraveling that got to happen was coming to this realization of like, I'm not entitled to anybody's time, love, energy, resources. Mm-hmm. And, and that also doesn't mean that I have to do this alone. No. So it was like, okay, so show me how that gets to work. And I think the biggest piece that I landed and we kind of take the, took the space is I was thinking, because yes to everything Amanda said, it's like, okay, I'm not entitled to any of those, but why did I feel like I was entitled? Why did mm-hmm. I feel like I needed that person to show up that way? Why did I need them to like, you know, support me in this certain way or say the right thing or to hold my hand? I was walking through something. I got to take the harsh reality that for myself, I was still trying to avoid those deep, dark places that were scary for me. I wanted to find the next healing modality that was going to save me. You know, the next event I could go to. Or having my sisters be around me when I was going through something hard. But what I noticed is I was still running from whatever pain inside of me was requiring other people to have to show up in a certain way for me to be okay. Mm-hmm. And anytime you have to manipulate the outside world to be okay, you guys, you are setting yourself up for a disaster. Yeah. If you are thinking to yourself, well, this person needs to show up like this. And I am not saying like there are some relationships where they are more abusive. And I'm not saying, well, you just got to stick it out because you don't like it. No. But if you're in a place that's like, well, I think that they should have called me and I think they should have done this. Well, why? Is it nice? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely reach out to people. Absolutely support. But when someone's entitled or thinks it's like, well, we're friends, so you need to be there for me. Mm-hmm. Instantaneously, you are putting a strain on that relationship that it is not, it is only going to be able to go so long before it starts to deteriorate. Right. Because it's like, because this is how it is, you guys. It's like, now between me and Amanda, we both had to go through deeper levels of healing and we got to take even bigger levels of accountability with our states of being mm-hmm. and what we got to do to be okay on our own. Yeah. And then being able, and then and guess what? Part of it, people would show up, part of it, people did it. But getting to the point where you are okay, regardless if people are showing up or not. Mm-hmm. And again, there are going to be times like, yeah, reach out. Hey, yeah. do this. And if it doesn't show up, can you be okay? Does it not mean, like, if I reach out, I'm like, hey, man, I'm having a hard day. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't. I don't have space today. Does it have to mean, like, well, that means I'm not important to her? No. Does that mean, like, oh, well, she's not there to support me? No. Because, guys, it's gone both ways. There's been times Amanda's reached out, and I'm like, oh, hey, you know what? You absolutely do get to have support, and I totally am supporting how you get to get that, but it doesn't get to come from me today. Yep. I, I think that's one of the healthiest shifts that we made was boundaries. Oh, for sure. You guys, well, that's one of the things too. It's like, I mean, kind of sometimes like in the conscious world, we hear people like, I just want to be free and I don't want to put boundaries or limits on myself. You guys, that is one that I feel like I just have to laugh at. I'm like, cool. Show me one thing in nature. Just one thing, one thing in nature that doesn't have a boundary. Like literally one. You guys, even if you go down to the molecules of energy, energy has boundaries. 
There are boundaries that literally hold the structure for things to be able to move and to flow. And so to not have healthy boundaries is setting yourself up for chaos and for destruction. Mm -hmm. Because there's no place, there's no container to have a friendship or relationship be able to maneuver within without structures and boundaries. Right. Does anybody want to live in a house without boundaries? Without structure? No. I don't want to drive a car without structure. I don't want to do anything without structure. So why would you want to set up a relationship in the same way? Mm-hmm. And then it's like not taking things personally. If Amanda, That's a big one. Oh my gosh. Like if Amanda's having a day and I'm in my stuff and I just like feel like I need support and Amanda's not able to show up, that has nothing to do about how she feels about me mm-hmm. and has nothing to do with like, oh, I'm not important enough. My friendship isn't va- is not valued enough. It's like that isn't, like literally, it's like it doesn't matter on that part. But a lot of times people want to take it personally. Right. And if you are one of those people who wants to take it personally, like I get you. Oh my gosh, I get you. I have been there. But usually what it's doing is it's pinging a wound inside of you. Oh my gosh. It's because like one of the biggest ones, like one of the biggest core wounds that I see with most of my clients and the people I work with is just not being enough. Mm-hmm. Just not being enough. Mm-hmm. And so if you already feel like you're not enough and you're in the midst of pain, something's already hard for you and you have someone that doesn't show up, all of a sudden it's pinging that wound Look, I'm not enough. Yep. Guys, it's not true. Like that one wound just makes me laugh because I think it's everybody's and it's just a fake one. But, <laughs> but it's like if you don't take things personally, you guys, me and Amanda have joint friends and there's sometimes they'll go off and do something and I don't go. I feel like that's one of the things. And listen, not because so, not because she chose to not go. Literally, because she wasn't invited. (laughs) Guys, I wasn't. Take take for example, this morning. Yeah. This morning, I I went out to breakfast with another one of our like really good common friends. I guess who didn't get invited to go? Me. Michelle get invited. Michelle didn't get invited. Oh, you guys, it's like I'm just like they just don't value me. I'm just like not good enough. Like, why don't they want to be friends with me? Nope, didn't think one of those things. Nope, but I know that for me, just a few years ago, that's exactly the spiral that I would spin, mm-hmm. right? Or I would feel like, oh, yeah, I get to go out, you know, to breakfast with this other friend, but we got to make sure we hide it so that we don't hurt Michelle's feelings, right? Mm-hmm. So either side, there was either like a level, there was a level of control, mm-hmm. right? So that nobody was getting their feelings hurt. Yeah. And... And again, it's just pointing to those places where it's like, where am I not, where am I not handling the stuff that's asking to be handled? And, and so when that does come up in relationship, it actually isn't about the situation. Again, it always comes down to like, it's not about the thing that tripped the trigger. It's about what the trigger set you in motion on. Yep. Absolutely. Um, okay. So let's, what if we share a couple of the things that we are finding works in our relationship? My feelings are still hurt. I didn't get invited to breakfast this morning. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, we can laugh about this because it's like literally those things. Literally, I've heard like destroy friendships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, so-and-so didn't get invited. You guys, literally, like even when you think about it, it's like why would that have to be? Right. Like why would it have to be? It's like, well, no, in order for us to be friends, we have to do everything all together. Like you're starting to notice how some of these things is like, that's a weird codependency. Mm-hmm. Why does it have to mean like, well, they just don't value enough. Well, that means that you just, you know, they don't like you. Like, why does it mean anything about that? What if they're just wanting to go have breakfast and they just want to go with those two? Like, could that just be okay? And you can right. all still be friends just fine. Right. Yeah. Cause let me, let me, let me ask you guys. It didn't hurt my feelings. Literally didn't hurt my feelings at all. 
Right. Like, oh, that's cool. I hope they have a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I'm not friends with either one of them or they like each other more than me. And that I'm like, the. I think that's one of the things too, like coming back to that situation. Cause I had heard a lot of people say like, I've heard so many female friendships literally get destroyed over the fact that like somebody didn't get invited, you know? Yes. When I was like, one of those things too, it's like, it doesn't have to mean any of those things. Mm-hmm. It literally doesn't have to mean that. And if it's coming up for you, it's like, well, that means something. First of all, if it's bothering you, go talk to them. And it's, and I would say first, Hey, I really like hanging out with you guys. Can we do more things together? Right. Not coming in to me like, well, you should have invited me. No. Why? You're not entitled to their time. Okay. So I think that's the very first thing that works in our friendship. Mm -hmm. Okay. So coming to this place, so communication, the way you communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that works for Michelle and I is whenever there's something that's off or something we would like to shift, when we come to the table to have the conversation, we come framing in the positive of this is what I would like to experience, not this is what you guys did and it really hurt my feelings. Yeah sets in motion a totally different conversation mm-hmm. instead of it going into and, and putting most of the energy and focusing on what's wrong. You're instead focusing on what it is that you would like to experience. And you're instantly setting the conversation into a creation type conversation of what else is possible, right? Versus I just need to feel validated in my owie. So I'm going to just tell you that this is what you did to hurt my feelings. And I'd also say one step that even happens before that is that we will not even have the conversation until we've worked our own piece. That's for dang sure. So if yeah. before if we're that charged, even, yeah. we don't have a conversation. Yeah. So if there is something where your feelings have been hurt and it's tripped your triggers and it has, um, and your, like your feelings are hurt. I will always work my piece and get the charge gone before I go have a conversation. Mm-hmm. One, because I know if I have the conversation in that energy, all I'm doing is taking the energy I have inside of me and I'm throwing it out to experience more of it in my life. Yeah. And I'm literally creating on the outside, not just on the inside, I'm creating on the outside. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of tips and tools. And so if that is something you're like, how do I even deal with that feeling when it comes up? Definitely reach out. We can send you some resources to be able to help with that because Honestly, that is that is a big process, yes. and I don't want to just say like, oh, you just you just handle your stuff. Like, there's so much that goes into it. So, if you are in a place where you're wanting to learn how to do that, definitely reach out, and we can send some resources about things that have helped us to get to that point. But handle the stuff first. So, handling the energy, be like, okay, what? It, why did this hurt my feelings? Mm-hmm. What is it? Okay, well, if it's you know, I feel like I'm not good enough, or I feel like I'm not valued. Cool. Go and handle the things within you first, and when you handle that energy. Be able to be like, hey, oh, then come and see, like, is there a conversation that needs to be had? Yeah. Because honestly, 80 to 90% of the time, the conversation doesn't even need to be had. Nope. It's just like, a, oh, or ooh, I noticed this. Or the conversation that is asking to be had that you think you need to be having with your friend is actually the conversation you get to be having with yourself. Yep. Right? A lot of times when you think like, oh, this is the lesson that that person needs to learn. Mm-hmm. You guys, normally that is just a message for you. It's just somebody outside of you that's able to reflect it back, mm-hmm. right? So we've gotten to, so I think part of what that does is it cleans up where the energy is spent within a friendship. Yep. Instead of constantly putting the energy towards fixing 
you know, whatever energy is up over a trigger, it's like, I'll handle my stuff. Mm -hmm. If there's a conversation that needs to happen on the other side, I will then have the conversation. And some of the things that's really fun is we'll handle our stuff. There's been days that we'll get together and she feels off and I fell off and we can both, we both know that we feel off. Sometimes we'll just give voice to it of like, Hey, I'm just feeling off today. Yep. Cool. Awesome. And, you know, we'll be working our pieces. I'll tell you guys, comparison still pops up for me within my relationship with Michelle. That's so funny. I was like, that was the next piece I was going to talk about <laughs> is comparison, right? It is still, you know, that was the, that was the thing that kept us out of friendship for the first 11 years. Yeah. Because, you know, I'd look at Michelle and Michelle was everything that I felt like I wasn't. She was pretty. Everybody liked her. She was super bubbly. She was confident, right? Like all of these things that... Amanda was skinnier than me. And that was my biggest thing for forever. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't handle that one. I was like, look how skinny she is. And you guys, my biggest thing for most of my life was having an eating disorder. So that was like, it, I couldn't even see past that one. It was like, there's right. probably other things I would have compared. I'm like, nope, nope, skinny, that I way. can't do it. <laughs> so anyhow, so comparison is something that has played out, obviously, between Michelle and I. And even but it still now, comes up. And even now, I still have moments. So what do I do in those moments? Again, I go work my pieces. Well, and I think that's one of the things to realize, too, is you guys, like, so let's, let's go back to, like, because we'll have a lot of different friends that, like, me and Amanda are the same. Like, we'll have the same. We'll go back to, like, because I think sometimes in, like, groups of, like, a lot of, like, groups of women that will come together. You guys, Amanda has different strengths than I do. There are things, like, she has the ability to connect to people's hearts on this, like, way where people are just, like, drawn to her and they are just like confiding in her and they will like reach out to her. It's like she just has this ability to love that you guys, I'm gonna be straight up honest, it's better than mine. Well, I would compare that as better than mine. <laughs> I would compare that as better than mine. And it's, I had to get to the point, I was like, oh, like there were some things I'm like, oh, I love how Amanda's able to do this. And I love how Amanda's able to do this. And I could go into that, be the fact, I was like, well, she's just better than me. People just love her more than they love me. And I'm just never going to be able to connect to people the way that Amanda connects to people. She just has, like, these opportunities, and I'm just never going to have them. You guys, guess what? Sometimes that stuff pops up and for me, and I get to look at it. I've gotten to realize that there's things about me, like... I was like, oh, well, what is it that I'm wanting to experience? Like, why? Well, well, and I get to look at why do I have different experiences sometimes with people than Amanda? One, straight up, you guys, she's different than me. She has different skills. And there's going to be some skills that no matter how hard I practice, I might never be as good as Amanda's going to be. And is it okay? Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. Michelle's got other skills. I got other skills. But, like, I also got to look at, too, it's like there were some things to me. It's like, Amanda... She has this ability to be able to love people and she can be able to hold a lot of people and support a lot of people. You guys, I got this thing and I'll straight up honest right now, like working through this thing, I have a big core theme of I like to have freedom. Like I want to be able to feel free. And sometimes having people like in my space, I'm learning how to be able to still feel free while supporting more people. Mm-hmm. Guys, that comes naturally to Amanda. It comes naturally to her. But if I'm going to judge, like, what she's doing and say, like, oh, well, I'm just not good enough, and then I'm going to create separation because of one of her core talents and skills that she's good at, but I'm going to take it as, uh, you know, oh, that hurts my feelings. Look, you want to know what? In our friend group, if someone needs to feel loved, they're going to go to Amanda before they go to me. Because I'm going to be like, well, what do you think this did? Like, I'm going to, I go to more of a fix it. Like, that's just how I work. Right. Well, and I don't even know if it's a fix it, but it's people come to you when they're like, like, so people come to me when they 
are needing to be heard. Yep. Right? People come to Michelle when they're like, okay, I've moved through some of the energy. I'm ready to make a shift. Mm -hmm. And Michelle is super good at like asking the questions. So, you know, and like for me, one of the biggest comparisons, I'm like, Michelle always knows what to say. And then, I just have questions. I'm just too damn curious about everything. <laughs> right? So so there's, you know, Michelle has this, like, really amazing speaking voice and an ability to communicate an idea in a very succinct way that helps people get it. And I'm like, let me tell you a backstory. And let me, right? Like, <laughs> um, and so there are these, again, there's these gifts that Michelle's super great at that, and then there's these gifts that I'm super great at, and it's, Really, when it comes down to it, when we go into comparison about it, it's comparing apples and oranges. It's Please tell me when thing. that's ever even worked. Yeah. Right? So here's what's so funny. So when comparison pops up, and I can tell you normally comparison will pop up for me right after we've recorded something. Hmm. <laughs> Not as much now because we've had way more practice with it. But like anytime there was a video recording, even when we first started recording the podcast, that was normally when comparison would pop up for me. Mm-hmm. And... I would know I had enough awareness to be like, this is my stuff. This has nothing to do with Michelle. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, we always talk about awareness is like 80% mm-hmm. of whatever the issue is. If you can get the awareness piece, dang it, you're literally unstoppable. Yep. Right? It's going to take some work, but you're unstoppable if you're aware. Mm-hmm. And, and what is so funny is I'll go work my piece come back the next day, not even knowing that Michelle had the, a, a comparison piece up. She'll work her piece. And sometimes it's actually like a funny, humorous way of connecting of like, hey, you will not believe what showed up for me yesterday. This one's so funny, but it came up again about this, this, or this. And then part of why we laugh is because more often than not, we were both working a piece around being good enough or mm-hmm. being worthy or whatever. We were working the same core piece and it's like, oh my gosh, like that's cute, mm-hmm. right? That's funny. Well, and this is one of the greatest things. It's like, okay, so like, yes, comparison can absolutely rip you apart and it can destroy friendships and all that. But if you learn to work the piece, it can turn into one of your greatest gifts because this is the thing is like when different things come up in comparison mine usually comes up for amanda like when i'm just like oh my gosh like people just like want to talk to her all the time or like whatever it is or these like these connection things like she can connect with people at like this crazy deep level super fast but when i was able to step back at it i'm like hmm well what is the piece like what is it that i get to look at it's been able to call me forward to change certain Mm -hmm. things that weren't working for me and when i look at that way i can look at those comparison pieces and not just like, oh, yeah, no, don't worry, Michelle, you're enough. It's like, hey, Michelle, no, actually, where's the pieces that you get to grow more? Mm-hmm. Where's the pieces that you might still be a little bit guarded or a little bit protected? Because I realized, like, for me, being an empath from a child, I had more of this, like, oh, attracting people and they'd show up. I didn't know how to handle it. So I learned how to put this guard and this wall up around me to be able to keep people at arm's distance to keep myself safe. Well, now as I've been able to work that piece, I'm like, oh, you know, I want to have more people into my life. And I've been doing this for the last couple of years. When that comparison piece comes up, it's calling me to ask me to evolve to a higher level. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to look at this and like, okay, Michelle, what skill gets to get opened up more? Yeah. What are things that you get to do more? How do you yeah. get to show up more? And so it's not even so much just like, yeah, you work the piece and it's, it's not really real. Guys, Here's one of the things I think sometimes like in the conscious world we want to talk about. Like, no, you really are good enough. No, you're just perfect the way you are. I'm not saying that the worth or the value of who you are, absolutely. 
100% that never changes. But there are skills sometimes that you aren't. And Mm -hmm. when those things pop up, it's just saying, hey, let's work on this. Hey, this is a place where you can evolve a little bit more. You can put a little more emphasis and focus on, and it will call you to be your very, very best. Mm -hmm. And if you are on this path, I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you're looking to improve. (laughs) If not, I don't so, really know so, why you'd so want to listen. That's like one of our favorite topics, I mean, right? Like all, the way, all the ways that we can evolve into like our best version. But I would say if you've gotten to the point where you've learned to manage your thoughts and your emotions and you're not just like a crazy mess inside, which I get, guys, we started there. Me and Amanda so started there. But if you're ready to be like, hey, I want to hone my skills even more. I want to see what's the next place that I get to involve. Mm-hmm. When those comparison pieces pop up in any relationship – always move the energy it's like okay is it hitting a core wound what is that and then it's like what is it actually calling for right what is it actually pointing to and where's the place that i get to evolve and raise myself to even higher level so that i get to have different results in my life because mm-hmm. here's the deal if every single time that popped up that amanda you know well she people just love her more or she just is like can connect to people's hearts like instantaneously absolutely if i'm going to the part well that means i'm not good enough yeah well if i just cleared that and i just set the whole thing aside you guys, I wouldn't have realized, oh man, huh, I had a protective wall around me for a long time. Oh, I had skills that I developed when I was a child to keep me safe that no longer work for me now. I would have only allowed myself to grow so much and my results would have always stayed the same. Mm-hmm. It's like looking at both parts, having that piece come up. It's like, well, what are the results? Are the results that someone else has that you're wanting? Sweet. What part of you gets to evolve and to grow and to become better? Yeah, into start, alignment with that result. To, into alignment with that result. Because I think it's like making sure that you're looking at both parts of it. Yes, handle the part inside of you that thinks it's not good enough or it's not enough. But then also look at what is it, it that it's calling for mm-hmm. that gets to be improved. Because that's that's like kind of like the other side of the coin. Is those things that trigger you are calling for you to rise to the new level and to a new version of yourself. Right. And I think that this points to one of the, I don't want to say the last thing, but maybe like the third thing. I know we're getting long-winded here. so That happens sometimes. I know, it happens, right? But the third thing that I think has been super valuable in this iteration of mine and Michelle's relationship, you know, like since our kind of parting and then coming back together, is the fact that... Anytime something is up in Michelle's world, and you guys, Michelle has had some big stuff up over, you know, I I think of Michelle, she had a December that was like a year and a half ago. And it was a month where she was working some deep, deep, deep pieces. And that whole month, I never, ever, ever viewed Michelle as incapable, as a victim to what was happening. Like, I held the vision the whole time. Like I knew Michelle was made for this. Mm-hmm. Like I knew Michelle would come through this. I knew she was doing the work and you want to know what? She felt terrible. And I was like actually celebrating with her because she was leaning into the places with her in her that were literally setting her free. So freedom is one of Michelle's core values. Like totally one of Michelle's core values. And dang it, she was literally in the process of making herself free. And that's the one thing that Michelle has also done for me is when I'm in the thick of my mess and I'm seeing myself as human, as like all human, and I'm in the thick of it and I'm in my victim story, Michelle is one of the people that I can count on that will always see me in my greatness and she'll be a noble friend that will call me forward out of my crap. 
And I think that's been one of the biggest things because the way that we view the world and the way that we view each other creates, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can look at like the neurosciences and the quantum physics of all of it. If you hold a thought in your mind for nine seconds, it sets in motion out into the field that very thing, mm-hmm. right? And when you hold it, I believe it's for, I want to say that it's like 56 seconds. I'm going to have to check. It then actually starts moving it toward you, right? 56 so, seconds, guys. That's all you need. That's all you need, right? So I know that if I can be one of the people holding Michelle in her highest when she's in her messiest, do you want to know what that does? It helps call her forward to it. Mm-hmm. Just like when Michelle holds me in my highest, like, calls me forward to it Mm -hmm. because what we see creates Mm -hmm. what we think creates what we speak creates now I want to say too like you guys that sounds like it is the most amazing thing and having someone who can do it you guys, sometimes when you're in the middle of when it, you're in you, the have thick a noble, of it. you have a noble friend being like, oh, good job. I feel that. You want to punch them in the face. Yeah, that's like, normal. That's normal. That's normal, too, because like, I think there's sometimes it's like, oh, man, like, yeah. Just collude with my story, or dang it. Like, oh, I just like, you know, like, with, sometimes when it will pop up, I was like, oh, I just want to have friends like you guys. I was like, mm. But do, I don't you, know if but always, do you really? Do you really? And it's funny, because as we were talking about, like, hey, let's let's record, like, a friendship, like a, you know, codependency and sister, whatever mm-hmm. we're going to call this. Um I had the thought of like, well, if we really tell people what our friendship oh is gosh, like, they actually is. might not want our friendship. I don't want to be friends <laughs> with us anymore. Well, not even that they don't want to be friends with us anymore, but like people say, oh, I wish I had a friendship like yours and Michelle's. But then when we really get real about what it's like and um, what it took to actually and what it, this. and the work that it actually took to get to this place, who's probably it's like, I don't think people will want it. Right. And of course, that's my own judgment that I'll right. just sit with. Whatever, it's fine. One of the truths, believe me, you guys, it's worth it. Like it is worth it to lean into friendship like this. And here's the deal: you might be thinking, "Well, I have to have a person who's willing to go there with me." You guys, it just starts with you. Mm-hmm. You will call that. <coughs> excuse me. You will call that friend in as you start to become that, as you start to have relationships where instead of you taking it personally when they act a certain way, when you start handling yourself Mm -hmm. and then having the conversations, when you start creating um, firm boundaries of what relationships need to look like, but you're not imposing them on other people, but you're holding them from yourself, you will start to be the safe space and you're going to start to call friendship forward that way. Yeah. Because relationships that start to come into your space that don't match up with what you're wanting will naturally just drift away. Mm -hmm. And that energy field will start to bring in that person who's able to meet you there. Mm -hmm. So I don't want you to think, it's like, well, that sounds all good. That sounds good, guys, but I don't have someone who's willing to meet me there. I don't have someone who's willing to do that. You guys, I had no clue that Amanda was going to be that person. Right. I had no clue that she was going to show up and she was going to lean in over and over. Honestly, I was like, well, I'd had enough friendships blow up, even in the conscious world, multiple of them where I thought this was going to be the person that would lean in. I didn't know, but I kept doing my work. And guess what? Amanda happened to be the person who was still going to do hers, where we were going to lean in over and over. We were going to handle our stuff, even when it was uncomfortable. We weren't going to have to have you know, these expectations that she had to show up and save me because that's what sisters do, you know. But just know if you start being that friend, be that friend to yourself and start holding those loving boundaries for yourself as you start to go into different relationships, Mm -hmm. you'll call that person forth. Right. You don't have to know who that person is now because you want to know They'll reveal themselves. They'll reveal themselves. Because guys, I'll be honest, during that eight months, didn't think Amanda was that person. I'm like, well, just (laughs) peace out on another friend. Like, they'll reveal themselves. So just know that as you work on yourself, you handle the things that are going on within you. You start learning how to hold healthy boundaries for yourself. Mm -hmm. 
Because that's the thing is that, guys, boundaries are not boundaries that you are expecting other people to hold. They are boundaries you hold for themselves, for yourself. And as you hold those boundaries, when people show up, you're like, yeah, no, that's not going to work for me. And when you can do it from a non-charged place, people all of a sudden will start to feel crazy safe around you. Oh, this is what it looks like when I'm in a relationship with her. This is what it gets to be like. That that person will reveal themselves. Mm -hmm. That you can be able to create that relationship faster than you could possibly ever Mm -hmm. imagine. And when you have a like a partner, a friend, whatever it is, that's on this path with you, it does accelerate things. Why? Because they'll be like, oh, hey, hey, do you see that you're doing that again? It's like, oh, yeah, you're right. They'll be able to see patterns quicker than you can. They'll yeah. hold you to your greatness. They'll see you in your vision. And they'll, they'll be that supportive friend, that noble friend that keeps calling the very best out of you. Right. And no, like, hold on, like, buckle up, guys. Like, just like on when it's your healing journey or whatever it is, it's like, yeah, sometimes it can feel intense. But it's, I think it's way funner to go on a ride with an epic friend than doing it on your own. Mm-hmm. So yep. know that it's possible. It absolutely is possible. It will require the very best that you have inside of you. Mm-hmm. But as you are starting to apply some of these principles to, and this can be to any relationship, guys. It's not just a friendship. Like it is, it can be in familiar relationships. It can be your intimate partner, your relationship with your kids, like even coworkers, whatever it is. Yeah. You'll start to take this theme into all your relationships. And then you'll get to the point like, man, yeah, I don't have relationships where anybody crosses my boundaries. Yeah. I don't have relationships where people try to suck my energy. Right. Or they're trying to pull from me. Like they're trying to take from me and not like just to take without giving. Mm-hmm. And so it's worth it. Yep. The work is worth it. The work is totally worth it. And these the relationships that you'll start to create will be like better than you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And the coolest part is it will require the very, very best in you. And it will keep calling for the very best version of yourself. And it will keep asking you to up level to the better, to a better version of you and a greater experience of yourself. Yep. So sweet. I also am sitting over here literally biting my tongue because I have another something. Get do it. Actually, I say we pause here and then let's record another. Sounds good. Okay, pausing. If you are wanting more information or to see what we are up to, check us out on Facebook or Instagram at the Sophrenic Collective. Have an amazing day.